This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. So it's a plan. Yeah. So we never a plan. There's always a plan. Oh, whoa. This is why I will not take you on these adventures because you forget that there's a plan. Okay, we are now in the literary briefs episode with Eric Decker. I'm your Deckers. host. Deck- Deckers. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Deckers. I'm your host, Erica Lance. With me as sometimes is... <laughs> is Austin Scott Collins. And here with us is Eric Deckers. <laughs> Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hey, welcome back. Um, okay, so we're in our literary briefs. Rapid fire questions. I remember two of them, and then it goes off the rails. The first one is, <laughs> what is your favorite book? Catch-22. Why do you like that? Joseph Heller. Good choice. It's, that was one of the books that made me want to be a writer, and I just liked <clears throat> I liked the non-structure structure of it, but I really liked how it poked fun at everybody uh, but it always managed to punch up and make fun of the, the people in power without punching down and making fun of the people who didn't have a lot. Got it. And what is your least favorite book? I just slid his microphone condom on. You just, you just adjusted online. his muff. You can look at that on YouTube. I'm trying to think. I have a lot. It's a tie for last. I think as a genre, oh God. I'm going to say literary fiction as a genre is my least favorite. Oh my God. Book. That's a. Ooh. You know why? As mentioned you know why? in the previous no, podcast. Because I've been drinking and I'm going to tell you why. I'm okay. Right. Fucking tell you. Ooh. <laughs> we no. just got a swear word. Pretentious English majors are just like ready at their keyboards right now yes. to refute yeah. this. Exactly. So. Exactly. That's, those, that's who why. <laughs> that's who why. Words. Sounds. No. MFAs. And I know many MFAs, and I love them. And they, those who know I love them know I love them. <laughs> Which is four people. You're totally <laughs> fucked now that you've said that. Go no, ahead. If you remember from the last episode when we were talking about how I don't need to be entertained by sadness, it's this whole idea that that's the only literature that's worthy. And uh, me as a humor writer, I'm often left out of any consideration for uh, for residencies, for publication in journals, for you know, just being treated as a serious writer, because the stuff I write is funny. It's fun. It's interesting you say that because I actually feel that's true with films. It is a lot harder to do comedy than mm-hmm. drama, and people don't realize that. But comedies are never up for best film awards. Nope. they're just never there. But it takes a lot to be like. Yeah, they have their own category, like with musicals. It's like. Best award for comedy or musical. Yep. I'm like, you, didn't, because it's you have to throw serious. the conjunction in there. Yeah. The, the idea is that <laughs> if it was fun and funny, it must have been fun to write, which means it wasn't hard, which means it wasn't real, and you didn't have to work as hard. But you know what? There's sadness all over the place. Anybody can write about fucking Just sadness. But write up with something sadness. funny and make it funny. And better yet, make it funny that lasts for years. So you're not making a joke about... Um, I don't know, America's got talent, but you're making a joke that <laughs> that it's going to last for 20 years. Do that. I don't and know, do America's it well. got 
talent jokes might last for 20 years <laughs> with the way they're fucking going. Does America yep. have talent? I don't know. Just oh, a little bit. Austin, please do not alienate <laughs> any more of our audience well, today. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> Americans and Canadians, they both hate us now. But <laughs> And but, the French, apparently. <laughs> to be able to write comedy and to write humor and to do it well and to do it for a long time, that takes more skill than it takes to write about, my life is sad and here's why. So. That that's true, and I agree with you hundred percent. You haven't answered the question though. So was there a question? Yeah, there was a. Oh, I will cut you. <laughs> Least favorite? No, I won't because then there's evidence. <laughs> Least favorite book that you've read, not in principle. That's a tough one. Yeah, have you actually finished a book that you hated? <laughs> Or do you give no, up early? No, that's part of the problem. If I don't like it, I won't read it. Because I, I quit. There was, there was a I, I, I will give up on a book if I'm like, you know, 25% in. There was a mystery, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, I that's should, probably I should research good. it. But it's, it's a, a mystery about a woman who is a profiler for the FBI, and she specializes in art-related mist- murders. Art related murders. murders. Yes. Okay. And or that she's cannot got possibly be a fucking thing. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I've been drinking. That's fine. Anyway, art related murders. The can't art related be a thing. murders. She she gets called in to solve this murder because it's somebody. It's a serial killer uh, who is recreating classic art of dead people. And the book was actually pretty good, but in the first twenty pages. There was a whole bunch of needless exposition. This woman, uh, the, the the wait a minute, wait a minute, pause, pause. You're you're getting there, but you just said the book was good, which means <laughs> you didn't dislike it. No, I did. Oh, I did dislike it. Wow, this is a fucking for the journey. first twenty pages. Yeah, I know. Just <laughs> I'm trying. I'm gonna hold come on. along for the ride. We're okay, going, we're, we're going. Let's go. So in the first twenty pages, the the main character gives all this needless exposition. She's having dinner with somebody a friend she has not seen for 20 years, and she explains everything that has been going on in her life. And she says, as you know, I have been a profiler for the FBI for 20 years. As you know. As you know. know. And that line ruined the book for me. I I was like, screw this. And I, I took it back to the library and didn't read it. And then one day, it popped back up. I saw it on the you shelf. You returned it to the library and demanded your money back. Yeah, exactly. They gave me double. <laughs> you will give me two things I can check out. But but then it, it popped up. Like, I was walking through the library months later, and I saw it again. I thought, that might be a sign. I should read this. Maybe, maybe it is good. And I read it, and the rest of it was good. But that first part pissed me off so much. <laughs> just such, and you know, coming from the radio theater, don't use expository in the dialogue mm-hmm. kind of writing. And they did that. As you know, I have been a police consultant. This <laughs> is, is your yeah. friend you have not seen for 20 years. She does not fucking know. Did you so, um, write an angry tweet? <laughs> this was pre-Twitter, so no. So do you Pre-good feel reads. now after this podcast you will write an angry tweet? Yeah. Do you feel cleansed? A bit, yes. Was that cathartic? <laughs> I feel better now. Okay. Have I you just to, been waiting for a podcast? I need to sleep. <laughs> yes. To I, express your frustration with the unnecessary exposition. <laughs> okay, tell us a little bit about your process, though. I mean, I know that, you know, like all of us, we procrastinate, right? But oh, yes. we, you begin with an idea. How do you go from idea to finished manuscript? 
So uh, I'm basically a pantser when it comes to books. I have to write what's going to happen with my humor columns, with my blog articles, with anything else. Uh, or I'm sorry, I'm a plotter. Everything else, I'm a pantser. Yeah, that's the opposite. Okay, wait, yeah. we're not that. All right, let me so back let's up. go back to the Adam, beginning. Adam, cut clarification this shit out. needed. <laughs> we're gonna roll it back. Your right. fiction. Yeah, books, we're, we're gonna you lose this in post. Plotter. Okay, so you write down what's going to happen. Yes, outline it all. Everything else, I pants it. Humor columns, blog articles. In in other essays, writing, or do you just go around writing. pantsing people? I that. That too. That's, okay. that's where I get Both. my ideas for what happens. Gotcha. Mean. No, but I, uh, I plot out what's going to happen in my novels. But when I sit down and write a humor column on a Thursday night, I have no idea where I'm going, and I just start writing, and things that pop up come up. So do you think that made a huge difference? Because you, on our previous podcast, you mentioned it took you four years to write this book. Three years if we take away the year that you didn't do anything <laughs> with it. Um, which was 2017, in case anyone's paying yep. attention. By the way, I've been drinking. Go me. I remember <laughs> that. But um, do you think that that affected your it writing did. at all? It did. Uh, because when I first started out, uh, the book, I was just going to pants the book. And uh, and I got nefarious. to about three chapters, and I was stuck. And I didn't know where I wanted to go with this. I knew where I wanted to end up. You know, it was more or less, they were going to live happily ever after. Um, God, I just spoiled the book for you. Yeah, you really I'm did. You like, did. Now there's no reason. To <laughs> all these to people this are not going to buy your book now. It's like, well, we know it has a happy ending, so. <laughs> but um, I knew if they were going to get Burke there. If you're an Amanda Burke fan, don't bother buying this book. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to get there, but I didn't know how to get there. And a friend said you should try outlining the book, and and he gave me a method, um, and that was to just write every plot point on an index card, and then shuffle them into the order I wanted, and. And, you know, with the different storylines, <clears throat> I have to mix them up. And so I did all that. Did you do it on actual index yes, cards or on, like, an Excel spreadsheet? He yeah. said an Excel awful lot of people under 30 are like, what's an index card? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I did use uh, real index cards because I'm over 30. <laughs> um, and I hate trees. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, and so, we are so alienating <laughs> every bit of audience by having this guest. So I, uh, I was the... I was a writer in residence at the Jack Kerouac house in Orlando. And the first few days of my residency in spring of 2016, I plotted out the whole book. What does that mean, a writer in residence? Uh, I got to live in the Jack Kerouac house for three months all by myself and work on my book. And did you get Kerouacy? I did a little bit. Yeah. Were you visited by the ghost of Jack Kerouac? No, because the, the there's a part of the house that some people who believe the house is haunted... Uh, that's the back part of the house, and because I'm a big sissy, I stayed out of that <laughs> part of the house, and I lived mostly in the front part of the house and did not go back after night, after dark. What have people said happens in this Jack Kerouac house? Um, so Jack lived there in 1957 and 58 in the back part of the house, uh, and he wrote Dharma Bums, and On the Road was published when he lived there. Wow. And, um, and some people say they have heard noises or sensed a presence in that back part where Jack lived. They don't necessarily think it's Jack because he didn't spend a lot of time mm. what, there. Was it the sound of liver failure? No, <laughs> no, that happened down here. <laughs> what the fuck does that even sound like? I don't even want to know. Go ahead. And um, But like my daughter, my younger daughter, spent the night with me once, uh, and I let her sleep in the back room. And she said that when she woke up in the morning, her glasses had been moved from 
the dresser next to her bed to a spot on the floor on the other side of her bed. And she said she didn't do it, and she knew that I didn't do it. And so she said, that house is haunted. I'm never coming back. But you totally did it, right? No, I did not. <laughs> Are you afraid of ghosts? Yes, I am. Okay. Amanda Bird, if you're listening, get it. <laughs> I'm also afraid of puppies and ice cream, so please don't give me those. That would be terrible. I'm, I'm terrified of cheesecake. And, and money. Money money scares me. Especially yeah. 50s, Huge wadge of cash. 50s yeah, just... and hundreds frighten the hell out of me. Wouldn't that be just wonderful if that happened? <laughs> it's like, gonna... no, stop. Stop. Somebody's shooting at me with a cash bazooka. Okay, so um, we talked a little bit in the last podcast about the next book you're going to write. When do you think you're going to start your next great American novel? I'm not going to say that because that's a literary fiction writer who does yeah, that's, that. That's only an MFA would say that. Yeah, yeah. See, I write genre fiction. Okay. When are you going to write your next genre fiction novel? Um, March. March. You're waiting a whole <laughs> fucking month to start? What yeah. the hell? Not, not specifying get, the year, though. Got to get, yeah, well, get ready for that. March of uh, 2023. Sitcom. You got to get ready for the sitcom. So in March, you're going to write your next great American. I'll, not, I will start it. Oh. I'm not gonna, it's not going to be so done So when do you March. think it'll be done for your fans that are now fans listening to this podcast, hating all the things that you hate? <laughs> like puppies and money. 2021. 2021. Wow. Nobody get running and excited. Hey, if, if I could do it by 2023, I will have beaten my last record by a year. Well done, well done, well done. Usually ask more prolific questions. I could continue though. No, I'm more interested in your creative process. Oh, the process. Yeah. So we yes. never really we, we talked. We about get it. sidetracked very yes. easily. We're very drunk by this point. So I I write everything down, and then I just. Basically, look for time to write. Um, mm. Since I'm writing a lot already, it's a question of did I have a day off or did I have a, a light day where I didn't have to do much, and so I feel like writing. Uh, one thing I do uh, is there's a coffee shop uh, several miles from my house called Vesper. Uh, did the, you just plug the coffee shop near your house? If okay. They, they Vesper so where? In, yeah, so we need a sponsor now. On Alafaya Trail in East Orlando. Okay. V E S P R. Uh, and so I many there. sponsors coming from this particular podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a rainmaker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I will go there on a Sunday night at about 7.30 or 8 and just work until they close. Which, do they close at 8? 10. Okay, just check. <laughs> like, I will go at 7.30. They close <laughs> half an hour later. I will go at 7.55, and I will work right up until they close at 8. There's a, there's a, a Korean coffee shop Uh a little farther from my house. They're open until 2 a.m. A Korean coffee shop? Well, it's right next to like a Korean barbecue restaurant. and so they, Are they, they also open till 2 a.m.? Uh, yes. Oh, wow. So one of these days when I'm feeling very productive, I'm going to go there and stay until they close. Well, that'll be exciting. So, okay. Okay. So you may write one of two novels, listen to the previous podcast to figure out both of those. But, so you're a pantser that decided to be a plotter. Do you think in the next book you're going to be a pantser or a plotter? Definite plotter. I would not have finished the first book if I hadn't outlined. So you need to know where it's going. Yes. Oh, that's an Austin trait. No, I've, I've no, written... no I to- I'm totally with you on that. I feel of like course I need, you're totally with I him. need to know where the story <laughs> is going in order to have the energy to keep plowing forward. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I need a... to know what the, the destination is, right? Yeah, I wrote a radio play one time just for one joke at the end. <laughs> 
and I had no idea how I was going to get there, but I still managed to keep it under 30 minutes. Oh, man. And uh, What was the joke at the end? D, a woman named uh, Deanna, D. Butler did it. D. Butler did it. D. Butler did it. Wow. She turned out to be the killer, and I thought, I'm going to name her D. Butler just so I can say D. Butler did it. Now how do I get there? And I wrote the whole play. As a pantser. As a pantser. That was that was a pantsing experience. That was a pantsing. You've been pantsed. But and everything I had done up until uh, up until my my other books, my nonfiction books, everything had been pantsed and and all my books because they're just they're huge. Um, well, that's what I've you got said. a plot though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've got a I plot. I can't take those. you anywhere. No, you can't take me anywhere. <laughs> so I have a question for you in regards to. Um, I just lost my question. That's fantastic. Do you want me to buy you some time? No, you can buy me some time. No, <laughs> my question actually is, um, so you've been an author for a long time. Is your goal to eventually be a fiction author? Like full-time, would you like no. to do that? Oh, It's just, well, no. It's, it's, Why it's did not, we have you on this podcast? <laughs> no, that's, that's a great Who question. Who wants to be a writer? Oh, my God. No, What's the matter with you? A writer, yes. But my day job is business writing. My my sideline is book writing. You know, one thing we actually didn't talk about is I ghostwrite books for people. And so that's a sideline. I, I will help uh, somebody write their autobiography. Um, How come you don't co-write versus ghostwrite? Well, I do. I do. I, I insist that I have to be a co-author. So you're not a ghostwriter? Well, I'm A ghostwriter not. usually doesn't have a name on the yeah. book, right? Yeah. So I'm, I know I'm, I'm drunk, but I swear to God, that, <laughs> that means you don't... When most people... Google other people for writing. They don't Google co-authors. They Google ghostwriters. So. Oh, so this is. Oh, wow, that was shameless self-promotion. Wow. Yeah. So this is wow. this is actually SEO. Yep. So <laughs> so I do that. Um, I've got my newspaper column, which I've done for almost twenty-five years, uh, and then you know my my nonfiction books, and then my fiction book. That's just one aspect of a lot of writing that I've done. Sitcoms and radio plays and stage plays, so fiction writing. Being a fiction author is just one part of being a writer in, in this long writing career I've had. What's your favorite? Uh, the newspaper columns. Wow. Why do, you, why do you think that? I've just, I get paid by one paper five bucks a week, and the other nine papers don't pay me anything. <laughs> but this is some of the stuff that I spend the most time and effort on. Uh, like I don't do anything on Thursday nights. I have never done anything on Thursday nights for the last 25 years, except write that column for five dollars. For five dollars. Okay, I love it. we need more than that because so, uh, I are can't... you going to compile this? I mean, I, I want to know where this is going to go because you've got this vast. One of these days, I'm going to. Um, you've got this vast body of of work now, right? Yes. And so that's that's what I love to do. And if I had to pick one thing that I had could do, uh, and I couldn't do anything else, it would be that. It would be writing newspaper articles. Newspaper columns. But not for $5 a piece. No. Hopefully, if I'm, that's the only thing I'm doing, I'm getting paid a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> $10. Have you thought about going into like a bigger arena for that? Uh, I tried uh, several years ago. Didn't have any luck, and especially as the newspaper industry is dying, that's a lot harder. So I'm just happy doing what I'm doing. Makes sense. That totally makes sense. Well, you know, there's... A perfectly legitimate argument that you can just do what you do because you enjoy it, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It's like, um, like 
building a puzzle on a table, right? It's not because anyone's going to pay you to complete the puzzle. It's just an enjoyable activity. And a lot of people write for that reason. Exactly. I, th- I think that's perfectly legitimate. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. And then if, if after that, if after that you can get it out into the world, you know, that's just a little bonus. What are some of the comments you get about your writing? Yeah, what do people say? Uh, Besides our listeners who are going to just blast you for your defamation of so many things. You know, like validation that comes from readers. A lot of people enjoy the humor. Uh, you know, I try to make people laugh. That's my number one goal with a lot of my writing. Even in that, you know, the Branding Yourself book, a nonfiction book, I put jokes in there, and people remember those. Uh, you know, some people would say that's, you know, that's one of the things they remember, and so we would use that to illustrate our points. Um, in fact, I was worried when we first sent the manuscript off that our publisher wouldn't mm-hmm. let us do it, but we had Twitter conversations between me and my co-author, Kyle, that would support whatever point we were trying to make, but it, was, it never really happened. We just made it up. <laughs> But it was just, uh, it was just. Hopefully, your publisher's not listening. Yeah, Go it was, ahead. It was completely humorous. <laughs> and it was just a joke. And so clearly, it was a joke like, uh, you know, is that why you never called me uh, last week? Well, I told you I was moving. And it's, um, well, I needed, you know, I needed help. Why didn't you come by? You know, things like that. Or <clears throat> in, a, in a chapter on public speaking, we talk about how Kyle and I have the heart of a teacher. <laughs> Kyle keeps it in a jar under his bed. <laughs> That's in the literally a heart of a teacher. <laughs> yeah, so that's that is in the book, and either they missed it or they liked it and they let it go. But we do, we would just put shit like that in the book because it was fun, and and the whole point of the book was it was going to have uh, our voice, my voice mostly because uh, I was the one who could write the jokes. Kyle sucks. Well, there's at it's just not enough formaldehyde related wow. humor. Now Kyle hates us too. <laughs> Oh, he's not going to listen. <laughs> wow. It's he defamation never, of this podcast. I tell you he what, I, I feel like we're getting dissed here. I do. No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, but, Kyle's a good guy. Kyle, if you do listen, I love you. Okay. Good recovery. This, you know, this is what humor writers always say. Just kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. I, I'm kidding. I kid. Just it's, kidding. It's, it's all in good fun. Do you um, feel like you've branded yourself yet as a fiction writer? No. Uh, no, again, uh, because uh, how I many books on branding have you written? Just for the record, three. Okay, Four. well, no, the, and so I've branded myself as sort of that branding writer, that humor writer, and that content marketer. That's where I've put all of my attention for the last ten or eleven years. So the fiction writer part of me is that's one of those things I do, and and if people read my bio, that's that's in there, but that's. That's just one of the, the different things I've written. So, you know, I'm, I'm older. I've been writing for a while. I've got a lot of stuff that I could, depending on the conference I go to, I can brand myself as the branding guy and the marketing <laughs> guy or as the humor guy or as the fiction guy or as the satire guy. So, so I, I don't focus on any one aspect uh, at all times. It really varies depending on who I'm, I talk to. Okay, I want to invert that. I'm a chameleon. Oh, I, I want to invert, invert that. Okay. What do you feel like you're just not good at? What do you not like doing? Uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. I am not good at narrative. Yeah? Really? Uh, yes. So, like, I, I'm, I'm very good at dialogue uh, because I used to be bad at dialogue. I, I used to suck <laughs> at dialogue, and I would read, read it. Read as just early sound... works as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. And I would, it would just sound stilted and formal. I wouldn't use contractions, and it, so it sounded like... 
you know, very robotic and cold, and, and I realized that. And so I started focusing on making my dialogue as good as it could be. And, and for years, I focused on that. And then I realized one day, hey, I'm actually pretty good at dialogue. And I didn't realize that I had this hole in, in my skill set until I read a Michael Chabon novel. And it's all narrative, like three and four pages of narrative and then a few lines of dialogue. And then back to the narrative, like, oh, I suck at narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even come close to doing this. Like, I have to, I have to remind myself in my book to describe what characters look like or what room are they in. It's like, they're in Pete's office. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Here's the thing they talked about for the next 30 pages. Who edited your book? Um, I had a, a few friends edit mine. Uh, uh, Ariel Hoy was one of my editors. Uh, Val and I both know her. I pointed behind me to Val again, for those of you listening. Um, <laughs> may or may not be able to see her on camera. That's yep. cool. Um, I yeah, had she's, a, she's dancing right now wearing a hula skirt. <laughs> None of that. Had accurate. another friend of mine uh, look at it. My dad edited it. And Your dad it. edited. Yeah. He said there's there's a lot of swearing in it. <laughs> that was his input, huh? That was that was his best input. There's a lot of swearing. I was like, and and he uh, he had only just started reading it when he said he said there's a lot of swearing in this book, and I thought, oh god, he's gonna lose it when he comes to the sex scenes. <laughs> Wow, I like that you touted this as a humor book, but there's sex scenes and a lot of swearing. Yes. Sex and swearing, yeah. Sex and swearing. Oh, we're... Sex is always funny if you do it right. <laughs> I'm glad that you found that funny. Wow, we just, yeah, we, we cracked into a whole different realm of podcasting here. Yes, we did, but we're not going down that avenue. Oh, are you sure? I'm a thousand percent <laughs> positive we're not. Oh, so come I have on, one, Erica. No, oh, that would, be, that would be a funny genre, is humor erotica. Yeah, that's not a funny genre. That exists. Well, actually, you know, dinosaurs having sex with people is a a thing. I I think cringe erotica is definitely a thing, and I think it's it's really manifested to its highest level in seventy two percent match. Oh, our book. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I was thinking of just creative uses for clown noses. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, we can talk about that on another podcast. Final question for you before you give us some more shameless creative uses for clown noses. No, no. None of that's happening. Hashtag creative uses for clown noses. And why Austin is not invited to a lot of parties. Um, is there anything that you do as an author? Like we talk about people reusing words or doing certain things. Is there anything that you found as an author that somebody has to like pump the brakes on? Um, I use just a lot. Use the word or just? Even. Even? You know, you can do A, B, or even C. And I do that quite a bit. <laughs> Okay, so have you warned your editors of that fact, like your dad? Have you told your dad? No, that's something I've been learning is, uh, or been focusing on, is I I look for that. I will do, when I'm done writing something, I will do a find for even, and if I see it, you know, too many times, I cut it, uh, or just, and I see it too many times, I cut it. So, and one of the things I'm always doing is I'm always finding something in my writing that I need to improve. And I focus on that. And so for the last few months, I've been focusing on that just even problem. And yet you've been using another word and not realizing it. Well, I didn't know I'd been doing it for so long. And then I think somebody called my attention to it. And I was like, and I went back and looked at some of my work. And I was like, shit, I do that, do that a lot. 
random Twitter troll. No, I think it was it was somebody like my dad. Your uh, dad who, was like, listen, there's a lot of cuss words used just way too often. But it's I don't but know even was... just here on drinking with authors. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, tell us how to find you. So, uh, Eric Deckers is spelled E-R-I-K-D-E-C-K-E-R-S. And so I'm E. Deckers on Twitter. I'm Eric Deckers on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, if you go to ericdeckers.com, you can, that takes you right to my uh, humor website. And you can, uh, you can read my past newspaper columns. And then, of course, just find my books on Amazon. And what is the name of your fiction book that we're talking about? Mackinac. Island Nation. Mackinac is spelled M-A-C-K-I-N-A-C because it's French. And the French will like this and not go eat a sandwich. We Mm want to thank you again for being on Literary Briefs with Drinking with Authors. Yes, and I'm Erica Lance. And I'm Austin Scott Collins. And we look forward to you next... (laughs) (laughs) We look forward to the next episode. See you then.